Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One hour down, three to go. We got a lot to get to. I almost feel badly ignoring what's going on in Major League Baseball, but we do have the Monday night show Just one NFL game plus we'll do a ton of preview for the postseason because it's here. October is here, you guys. Uh, And I'm excited because we're geared up. We're ready to go. I feel like we're in a nice rhythm with our football shows. It takes a few weeks to to settle in, same as it does for the teams. Uh, But producer Jay and I like the show that we did last week. Felt like it was our best one and we're trying to make it even better this week. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for finding me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. Uh, What we would love is for you to weigh in one month into the NFL season. What have you learned about your team or just about the 2023 schedule so far? Uh, We obviously have some fresh teams and names and storylines who are making noise early on. Detroit Lions, anyone? I love the fact that they are sitting on top of the NFC North after beating the Packers to kick off week four on Thursday night. So Dolphins are three and one as well now. Last remaining team in the AFC that had yet to lose. That takes place on Sunday. And so you've got no more undefeateds in the AFC and just two remaining overall in the NFL, both coming from the NFC. But yeah, looking at the three and one teams, Bills and Dolphins atop the East, the Ravens, despite losing, my goodness, Four, five, six different starters to injuries. It's a revolving door for them right now with the various injuries. And we'll get to their lopsided win on Sunday. In the AFC West, you have the Chiefs that are 3-1, and one, though the Chargers have won back-to-back games as well. So it looks a lot like it did to end last season. Then getting into the NFC, mention the Lions at 3-1. and one. Who thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be 3-1 and one after the first month? Uh, Baker's back, baby. That's one of my favorite storylines. Here's what I've learned about the NFL in the first month. Baker, he's back. And I actually like this Baker better than I did when he was in Cleveland. He's smarter, maybe a little less crazy, but probably not. Uh, he's smarter, he's more mature, he's a better leader, and I just think he's figured out a little better how to 
channel his emotions and make those emotions work for him instead of allowing those emotions to dominate him and cause him to make really stupid decisions, which as an emotional girl, I can say I did a lot of when I was younger and it's not as though I'm immune to it now, but it is a maturing process. And I love what the Buccaneers have quietly done uh, around Baker. Now, Mike Evans is a big question mark. He was hurt with a hamstring on Sunday. So we'll wait to hear. Um, I don't remember exactly when he left the game, sometime in the first half, I think, late first half, uh, but he did not return, and so that's a problem. But the Buccaneers are 3-1. and one. In the NFC Beast, we've got the Eagles at 4-0. and oh. What a battle against the Commanders on Sunday. We'll get to that one. The Cowboys are 3-1, and one, and we'll talk about them here momentarily. Uh, and so there are some surprises. There are some fresh faces, some fresh storylines. I, I mean, heck, if the Niners can get all the way through one season, an entire season with a single quarterback, that in and of itself is a storyline, is an aberration. So what have you learned about your team or about the NFL season through the first month? Uh, cracks me up that we've already had one smarty pants write to us on Facebook and say, I've learned nothing. <laughs> well, I've learned plenty. I guess that means you knew far more about the season and <laughs> football coming in than I did. So on Twitter, After Hours CBS, on our Facebook page, easy to find the show. Also on our YouTube channel, uh, my mom's response after watching the two Ask Amy walk down, Walks Down the Aisle videos. Are you ready for this, Jay? Poor Bob. That's what my mom said. Poor Bob. Poor Bob. I'm like, poor Bob? What does that mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll explain, but not right now. That's a tease. Why my mom feels so badly for Bob. If you have not yet watched the videos, they're available on our YouTube channel. Last two videos posted. Uh, all of your wedding questions answered in a manner of speaking. <laughs> Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. All right, let's talk about this Dolphins-Bills game. I'm not sure the Bills defense could play a whole lot better, and that certainly makes the pressure and the load on the offense a little bit lighter. But really impressive, of course, to see Josh Allen account for five total touchdowns, to see Stephon Diggs have three, to see the team go five for six in the red zone. Yeah, it was all working for the Bills at a time when they needed it most to establish themselves, or I wouldn't say, let me take that back, to reestablish themselves as the team to beat in the AFC East or to at least indicate they're nowhere close to giving up that division crown. Dorsey had a, a heck of a game plan, um, and our guys went out there and, and did it, you know, and um, Stefan Diggs, you know, taking a, a stop route, essentially, and making two guys miss and taking it 50, like, that's, that's huge for us, you know, we haven't had um, a whole bunch of that in, in the first couple weeks, but getting some rat going, um, getting some, you know, Dalton and Gabe going, um, you know, I, th I still think we have more, you know, we, we're going to have to learn from a lot uh, from this tape and um, find ways to get better. Uh, but we left a lot out there, and uh, you know, we're, we'll focus on correcting those things. We had talked about it during the week, um, you know, trying to capitalize. Uh, I feel like, you know, in a game, things show up kind of a little different. So being on the same page with Josh is crucial, especially in those moments in the red zone. So capitalizing in the red zone has been a big thing for us, uh, as Mitch knows. So, uh, you know, I try not to make it more than what it was, but it's cool there. <laughs> Definitely impressive to go five for six in the red zone. As for the defense, 
holding the Dolphins. Now, remember, the Dolphins had 70 points last week, holding the Dolphins to 3 of 10 on third down and 0 for 3 on fourth down. Those are some really impressive numbers for the Bills. But more than that, they hit Tua and they sacked Tua more than he had been sacked and hit in the previous three games combined. He had not felt this kind of pressure. He had not seen that many dudes in his face. He would not felt the ground that often in the first three games. Four sacks of Tua. So a huge deal for the Bills to be able to get to him and to move him around and to put hands in his face and to not allow him to be comfortable. How often had we seen Tua in the first three weeks of the season just sit back there and wait until Tyreek Hill ran across the field twice, until Jalen Waddle got open, until he could see what else was happening. Yeah, football's a hell of a lot easier if you have time enough to bake cookies in the pocket while you're waiting for your offense to run its routes and to go through its various possibilities. I mean, you can go through your progressions twice with the time that Tua had in the pocket in the first three games but not against the Buffalo Bills. So big deal for them on defense, though it does come with a cost. An emotional third quarter moment where Tredavious White is tracking a dolphin and you could see him. He pulls up. Oh my gosh, I'm watching it right now. It just flashed up on the NFL Network. He pulls up behind a receiver and starts hopping around on his left foot and clearly feels something go horribly wrong on his right. And after the game, Sean McDermott, the Bills, confirming that they're worried about his Achilles. You just wonder why. Um, Because you watch him, how hard he's worked to get back. And, um, yeah, you know, I just, I know he's a man of faith and I know how strong he is. And, um, you know, he, he will, he will rebound. I kind of learned from when it comes to taking care of my body was watching him. Um, so to see him go out like that, it's it, it, it's heartbreaking and it brings a tear because you just know this guy has been sacrificing everything to be healthy. Gabe Davis and Sean McDermott on watching Tredavious White go down and the questions that come with that. Why? This is not fair. And that is so true. Life is not fair, whether we're talking about sports and injuries, whether we're talking about anything, really. Uh, I'm not sure if you all saw this. I did share it on my social, but it was a moment that hit me in the face. I had no idea, maybe because I missed it. I'm not sure if the Wakefield family ever put it out there. But Tim Wakefield, longtime pitcher and World Series champion for the Boston Red Sox, the knuckleballer who confounded hitters for years, he passed away this weekend. I didn't realize that he was struggling with brain cancer. I didn't know he'd been diagnosed. Again, that may be my mistake that I missed it. But a real poignant message from the Boston Red Sox in announcing the loss of Tim Wakefield at 57 years old. He was so much more than a pitcher. And before I made the jump to network radio, I covered those Boston Red Sox, including the 04 team. Went to spring training, went to the majority of their home games at Fenway Park, 
followed them into the postseason. It was a real good exercise for me as a reporter. I was working in local radio at the time. And Tim Wakefield was on that team and had a chance to observe his professionalism. When there were so many antics in the clubhouse and the locker room, he was always just taking care of his business. He was respectful, and he did his job. I mean, he he at times could be gruff uh, because he didn't he he didn't he didn't go easy on himself when he pitched poorly. And I remember that being a real thing with him. His mood and his attitude changed so much when he felt like he let his team down. But he was a broadcaster. He was a husband. He was a dad. He was a community leader. Uh, Really, when it came to the Red Sox, wanted to be on the forefront of making a difference. And he did that. So thinking about his family, and I know this has nothing to do with football, but as I was talking about life not being fair, Alex Cora uh, the, the Red Sox manager dedicated the game on Sunday to Tim Wakefield. It's a sad day for us, sad day for the organization. And, um, you know, I'm glad that we went out there and we play a clean game. We pitch well. Um, you know, we kind of like represented Wake today. If you haven't seen it, again, I'll retweet it here. But the Red Sox put out uh, a poignant message, but one that they believe honors their longtime pitcher and a World Series champion. You can see it on Twitter, A-Law Radio. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. So, yeah, talking about life being unfair when it comes to these injuries, uh, these setbacks. And Tredavious White, he's battled injuries a bunch. And so to see him go down again, really the tough part of that Sunday victory for the Bills. But otherwise, they were overwhelming in their victory against the Dolphins and I think in making a big statement too. And as for Mike McDaniel and Tua Tagovailoa, yeah, not every game are you going to score 70 points. It's the National Football League. You, you play one of the best teams in the National Football League. You better not have that part of your game. Otherwise, you'll learn the hard way, which is what we did today. You lose in, in, a, in a manner like this, and uh, yeah, it's very humbling, and it's, and it's, you know, for some, it's much needed. 48 to 20, the final score. So the Bills didn't have quite as many points as the Dolphins did last week in their 50-point route of the Broncos, but... They end up giving up 48 points, and they are really unable to find a whole lot of momentum in the second half other than their opening drive to start that third quarter. The Bills were a juggernaut. They were a freight train, and they right now are still the team to beat in the AFC East. Speaking of that division, let's just remind you where it stands right now. You've got Bills and Dolphins at 3-1, and one, though the Bills have the early edge in terms of tiebreak. Now, that will change. Potentially, they will play each other again later in the season. The Jets fall to 1-3. and three. We talked about that game at MetLife Stadium on Sunday night. It was the return of Aaron Rodgers, and Zach Wilson did put on a show for most of it. Um, but then we're going to talk about the Patriots, who were on the road at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. And you want to talk about defense flexing its muscles. The Dallas D is back. Smith-Schuster in motion right back left. Jones play action, chased out of the pocket, hit! 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jack Fumble! Vander has it to the five and runs it in. Second and ten, Jones is back. Plenty of time. Rolls right. Bottled up, throws back to the head, intercepted. Duran Bland, call the house. Hello, house. House, it's me, Duran. Hello, house. Touchdown for Duran Bland. Brad Sham and the crowd goes wild there at AT AT&T Stadium. Hello, house. (laughs) It was a raucous house, to be sure. Uh, Mac Jones sacked on the six-yard line. He fumbles, and Leighton Vanderesh scoops it up, recovers for the touchdown. Then you've got, as if to add insult to injury, you've got the fake on the point-after attempt, and the Cowboys go in for two. They decide they're going to pile on before the Patriots can ever get to the halftime locker room. Jones throws an interception at midfield. Deron Bland picks it off, returns it 46 yards for the House, score. it's me, Deron. Hello, House. Oh, hello, House. It's me, Deron. I'm going to need you to open that door yet again. Bland's second interception is early in the third quarter. And then right on the heels of that, so the Patriots have another turnover, courtesy of Mac Jones and Deron Bland. They come back out on the field, and they promptly go three and out. And that's when Bill Belichick benched Mac Jones for Bailey Zappi. So it was 31 to three after the third quarter. And that's when Bill Belichick decided he had seen enough. So why Bill? Why? I didn't think there was any point leaving him out there. So I took him out. I just said, we didn't do anything well enough as a team. So that includes everybody, coaches, players, offense, defense, special teams. So it wasn't anything that was good enough. Belichick attempting to point out this was not all on Mac Jones, and it definitely was not. However, with three turnovers and Jones getting benched, you see him standing on the sidelines with his helmet on. He wouldn't take it off. Uh, It reminded me of Brock Purdy when he got injured in the NFC Championship last year, and he would not take his helmet off just in case, just in case Bill Belichick changed his mind. Also, he was just ticked. Mac was ticked at himself, uh, ticked at the way that they were playing. But 
had a chance to stand there and watch and think about the fact that he may not be starting next week. I think it'll be a good test uh, just for me, just trying to stay focused on what I can control, and, and that's playing better. So just got to evaluate everything, and it uh, wasn't my day today. Uh, hopefully there's better days ahead. He was responsible for all three turnovers, but an extra element to this is the worst loss of Bill Belichick's coaching career. 29 seasons. Worst loss. 35-point deficit for the Patriots. And by the way, he's on the cusp of 300 regular season wins. But it'll have to wait. We don't have time for that. (laughs) So how can this offense find a spark moving forward, Mac? Bury it. uh, Try to learn from it and move on and just don't make it turn into another loss, you know. Uh, my rookie year didn't start off great, and we, we just kept working, and I just tried to play better, and that's what I have to do here, and uh, it's got to be a lot better by me. So this was an overwhelming effort by the Dallas defense. What I've seen on social is that Belichick does plan to return to Mac Jones in week number five, but, yeah, th- there was there was certainly nothing else to be gained by him being out there on the field. It reminded me a little bit of a hockey goalie getting pulled after he gives up four or five goals. And what else is the point of leaving him out there to be embarrassed? It was not his day, as Mac Jones said. It was definitely a banner day for Micah Parsons, who was, I guess, got stepped on, on and off the field, getting rewrapped, a little bit of limping, people freaking out. But he says, this is what the Dallas D is capable of. This is all about the balance back. Not when things hit you in the face, it's all about adversity. Coming back after, I think that's where two champions is better at, you know, Anybody can uh, come in and win games. Um, but once you face adversity, I think when you look at man's eyes and say, are we going to get better? Um, how are we going to overcome this? And, you know, adversity makes true champions. Defense really, you know, really set the table, you know, with the with the takeaways and the field position. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, I mean, weeks one and two is, you know, the, the performance was very similar. So I thought our defense was really got right back on track this week. Mike McCarthy and the defense sparking this rally after what we saw in the desert, right? When Arizona scored on every possession of the first half. And I know Dan Quinn probably felt the heat this week. Certainly puts heat on himself because didn't love how the defense responded. They had lost Trayvon Diggs, so that was a big deal. But by the way, Deron Bland is the one who moved over and stepped in for Diggs, so big performance for him. Now, as for the offense, didn't have to do a whole lot. And here's one thing that still stands out about the Cowboys' offense. They're not taking advantage of their opportunities in the red zone. Just one for four, even in this blowout win Sunday. Something we've got to get better at. But we went 38-3, to so I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, harp on that. Um, but, but, but that definitely gives us something to work on. Um, obviously, coming into this game, I talked about it what, about two weeks ago, even when we won the game, uh, the last game here right against New York, that, that we could have been better in the red zone. So um, it's an area that we're going to continue to focus on. We're going to try to get better at it. And when we do, it's going to be dangerous. I like it. 
I like what Micah Parsons had to say. Adversity makes true champions. And the optimism and the determination of Dak Prescott as the leader of the offense, that they are going to change it. They are going to continue working on it. They are going to push through until they change it. And then they're going to be dangerous. Of course, they are not on top of the NFC East. That would be the Eagles who have yet to lose. And how about the performance of the Niners in staying perfect? We'll talk about Christian McCaffrey and you want to talk about near perfect. Brock Purdy, he is steady Eddie. Man, I hope that we get to see this guy all the way through the season. I hope that he does not get injured because his brand of football, it's calm, of course. It's steady. It's reliable. It it actually feels a lot more like an elder statesman of a quarterback. You know, a quarterback, well, all pro athletes, they'll lose a step, they'll lose some speed, they'll lose some explosiveness, but they have the experience. Old man golf, have you ever played golf with an older dude? He just steps up every single time, addresses the ball the same way, hits it the same distance down the fairway, doesn't matter what club he's using, it's boring as heck. Well, I'm not saying Brock Purdy's game is boring because it's definitely not, but the steadiness of it, Old reliable. I mean, he's he's old faithful. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Second down goal, one yard line. 49ers looking to score first here. Purdy goes under center. McCaffrey, the lone back. Debo tight left. They stack. Willie Sneed and Ayuk right coming in motion. Debo, Purdy, and a handoff to McCaffrey. Walks in the end zone. Touchdown! San Francisco! McCaffrey goes in motion right. Backwards pass led by Juszczyk. A block there. Hurdles a man. 10-5. Touchdown! C-M-C! Play action by Purdy. Looks one side. Comes back left. Throws. McCaffrey will roll it right down to the goal line. Touchdown, CMC. McCaffrey's already got three touchdowns. They put him into a pistol behind Purdy. Debo was right. Three or left. They give it to McCaffrey off the left side. One, two, three, four. Touchdown, <laughs> CMC. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Well, there is a reason why Christian McCaffrey is the NFL's highest paid running back. It's something around $16 million per season. When he is healthy, and right now he is, he is fire. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. We'll talk about Brock Purdy and the steady Eddie that he is becoming, but when you have weapons around you like Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk back on the field and George Kittle and Debo Samuel, we've talked about it. You don't have to do anything spectacular. You just have to make sure you give the ball to the guys who can be spectacular, and that certainly applies to Christian McCaffrey. But I appreciate his humility as well. He goes 177 total yards, four touchdowns. In this offense, there's so many guys who are dynamic with the ball. Um, you know, the first and second read are typically open when you have a great great route runners who can catch, when you have a tight end who can do everything you want them to do, and you have a fullback who can do anything you want. So it's, you know, 
if you don't get to that third, fourth, three, and you have a play caller who sets it up to be like that. So, uh, and then a quarterback, obviously, who's phenomenal. Um, but some games, he just works out that way. Some games, it doesn't. It just You just got to be ready for when the ball is thrown to you. Yeah, he's a freak. Um, he does everything for us, obviously. Can run the ball, uh, can run routes out of the backfield, can line up as a receiver and run routes. Um, he does everything, man. So we're thankful for him. He's a dog. He, he takes you know some hits. But, um, man, he, he just keeps going. And um, all you got to do is get the ball to that guy in space, and he does the rest. You know he's that good of a player just watching him and stuff. Um, I mean, I think the whole league does. But then when, then when you get yeah. someone, or when you're around him personally, then you realize how much better he is just because of the, the intangibles that he has and really his whole. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. makeup and how he works each week and how he prepares for a season um, from what he's been doing us with us and OTAs all the way till now. There's a lot of leadership there with Christian McCaffrey. And I do believe there is an element of the leadership with the veterans, including Christian who shares the backfield with Brock Purdy that also made this a smoother transition from Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock and made it easier on Brock, right? Now it's his personality that he is doing what the coaches are telling him to do, that he's out there processing, that the game slows down for him, that he's not trying to force it, he's not trying to be the superhero. That's not Brock Purdy. Let Christian McCaffrey be the superhero. But the fact that he has a Christian in the backfield with him and other guys who will kind of take the heat and who have that experience, I think that's so valuable and can't be overlooked. It really is the perfect combo. And Brock Purdy was nearly perfect. 20 of 21 was was his passing ratio on Sunday against the Cardinals. I mean, everyone just did their job. We sort of kept it simple. I feel like the the quick game stuff, um, you know, was, was on point um, early on. It sort of got us into a rhythm. And then once we had opportunities to take shots down the field with B.A., um, we were able to connect. It was huge today to be able to do that. So, um, you know, outside of that, Kyle called a great game. Obviously, the run game, I feel like, opened up some stuff, too. And, um, you know, everyone was on point. Everyone was just very, like I said, like detailed. 
The Niners moved to 4-0 along with the Eagles' last two undefeated teams. But it is worth pointing out that once again, Josh Dobbs showed some great flashes. Uh, the Cardinals were trailing big time by three touchdowns. And then they kind of grabbed momentum with a couple of lengthy drives before and after halftime. Uh, I don't know if the San Francisco defense let its foot off the gas. Sometimes you, uh, you kind of get lost in that because you know how badly you're supposed to beat your opponent. And you build this big lead and you can sit around and just watch. CMC highlights, but the Cardinals drove 87 yards and 99 yards and Josh Dobbs himself when he is playing within his means, right? When he also, when he's being smart and he's very smart, when he's just being smart with the football and taking care of the football and, and also following game plan, he's a serviceable quarterback too. And this was a great pickup for the Cardinals. The fact that he's been with the team for a month and yet he is able to execute what they're asking him to do. So they do pull within five of the Niners late in the third quarter. But then you see the Niners again. They respond. They're steady. McCaffrey's fourth touchdown puts it out of reach. Um, So I love what we've seen from the Niners to start. And again, it's a story. If they go all the way through this season with just one quarterback, I hope they do. We're starting to see really what they're capable of when they have that consistency at QB. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Cardinals fall to one and three, and we'll see what the Seahawks do on Monday night. I actually have friends who are going to the game at MetLife Stadium, so back-to-back nights where MetLife is decorated and lit up under the lights. Friends that do not go by the name Producer Jay, he's also going to the game on Monday night, so he will not be with us come this time tomorrow. But the Niners are at 4-0. The Seahawks can move to 3-1 and or the Giants can get back into the fray in the NFC East. We will talk about the Rams coming up next because Matthew's Stafford, man, sometimes I think he might be part metal. (laughs) I mean, he breaks and he hurts, but the other parts of him, he might be a transformer. Uh, That guy at 35 years old, it's his grit and his determination that are more impressive even than the way he flings the football, which uh, considering his connection with Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams, yeah, he's found some new life there as well. So Rams and Colts go into overtime And that'll kind of wrap up our look at the NFC West. We're going to look at the AFC West, too, because there was history between the Chargers and the Raiders. And where is Jimmy G now? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. What have you learned in the first month of the NFL season? And what has the first month told you about your team? On Twitter, After Hours CBS, that's also where you'll find our Monday MVP poll as we get to it later in the show. Then our Facebook page as well. Good to connect with you guys. I hope you had a great weekend. Happy October. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Shotgun snap, gun run, handoff, Kyron Williams back in Indiana and back in the end zone. The former Notre Dame fighting Irish tailback finds pay dirt here on the opening drive in Indianapolis. 6-0 Rams, touchdown L.A. Gun run, back to Kyron, straight ahead, picking his way through traffic, and he spikes another touchdown. Touchdown, Kyron Williams, touchdown L.A. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody on After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. It is cool to 
see the connection that Matthew Stafford has with these young targets, these young members of the offense, even though his wife Kelly says that he was uh, maybe needing name tags and that it's a little bit like uh, strange feeling, strange locker room for him, like this different atmosphere because it's a rebuild and there's so many young guys that are half his age, yada, yada, yada. Uh, But Matthew Stafford is a leader, and sometimes what's required is that you figure it out. You figure out how to communicate with people that are on your team, whatever that team is, football, basketball, corporate boardroom, whatever. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, Kyron Williams is one of his new favorite targets. And L.A. was up 23 nothing early in the third quarter. Uh, they're able to get points on their first four drives. And Kyron Williams with a pair of three three-yard touchdown runs as they were building that lead to go along with several field goals. Now, maybe they end up ruining the fact that they leave points out there on the board uh, because they didn't take advantage of the extra opportunities and get into the end zone and instead settle for the field goals. Uh, but 23 nothing, you think you're okay, especially – when you're playing a team with a rookie quarterback, right? Because Anthony Richardson, he was back for Indianapolis. Now, he throws a dart to Mo Alley-Cox for a 35-yard touchdown, and that really is the spark for the Colts. Then Stafford has an interception, and there's a second missed field goal there for the Rams, and all of a sudden, this win that looked like a sure thing was not such a sure thing. There's a pair of fourth-quarter touchdown drives for for the Colts because they're not just out there giving their rookie quarterback some reps. Nah, they're actually out there trying to pick up some wins. Richardson throws it upfield. Caught by Andrew Ogletree. He's in. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. Touchdown for Andrew Ogletree. His first receiving score in the NFL. And it's 23-21. to Richardson out of the gun. In motion again is Pittman left. Shotgun snap. Richardson. Angling right. Throws to a wide open. Michael Pittman. And the two-point conversion is good. We are tied. We are tied. The game is knotted up at 23 with under two minutes to go. The call's there with Matt Taylor on the Colts radio network. Drew Ogletree has the five-yard touchdown. And then that two-point conversion ties it. Inside of the two-minute warning, it's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. And one of the areas where you can count on a veteran QB like Matthew Stafford to outplay or to outperform, I should say, a rookie counterpart is the experience. That's what he brings to the table. And no matter how much of a steady personality, calm personality, clutch personality you have, even under fire like a Brock Purdy, there is no shortcut to experience. And so the Rams get the ball first. And they are determined not to give it up. Now, just as a side note, I wonder if Matthew Stafford wanted this game to get over as quickly as possible on the first possession of overtime because he was in a whole lot of pain. Third down four. Rams are at the 22. They're looking for the 18 for a fresh set of downs. 5.55 on a stopped overclock, overtime clock. Stafford ready calls for the snap. Here comes the rush. He throws right side alone. It's Puka at the five to the end zone. A walk-off winner. 
Nakua in overtime. 22 yards to get the Rams to two and two. Maurice Jones-Drew, sing it with me as Nakua flings it into the stands. Nakua Matata. It means no worries for the rest of today. It's a problem-free Rams victory. 29-23 in OT. The video game, you keep pausing when you lose, so you make sure that you can get the right play at the very end. Uh, it was it was sweet. I, I don't know. I can't wait. I already, I already called my mom and all my siblings. And just <laughs> constant screaming. I think I screamed for like 10 minutes straight out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the youthful jubilance uh, and the fact that he continues to rack up not just receptions, but yards. Uh, seeing the highlights on TV in front of me, man, you throw anything out there and Puka Nakua can catch it. Uh, I love so, Puka Nakua. And so you've got the combination of 35-year-old Matthew Stafford, who's got some metal body parts uh, because of everything he's been through, but then you combine it with this guy who, like a Cooper Cup, can do anything that you ask of him. And that is the question, right? Once Cooper returns, how do they divvy up these receptions and these targets, but honestly, that's a good problem to have. So the young Rams and Matthew Stafford down the field for the game-winning drive, and not only does Nakua have the 22-yard score, but he also has the 20-yard catch to jumpstart that drive. So early, uh, excuse me, early and often and reliable. I mean, the, the he's screaming on the phone with his family, his siblings. Uh, because he's so jubilant, because he's so excited, because it's all new to him. And I love that. Love that's a great element for the Rams to have. But as for Matthew Stafford, uh, he was out there hobbling. There were a couple of times where he actually fell over. No one touching him simply because he's in so much pain with what is the hip injury. You know, you definitely want to be out there. Defense is playing as good as they're playing. Uh, we're staying in the game, got a chance to win it. Uh, you know, nobody's nobody's happy-go-lucky sitting over there on the sideline, um, you know, when we're not executing the way that we can. He actually said that the hardest part for him was, and I don't know what he means by this exactly, but he knows what he means, was kind of shutting down the leg a little bit to where you'd step and push, and it was a normal leg, and then it was a step and push and not normal. I have no idea what that means, really, except that maybe on one step it felt okay, and the next step it didn't. So you'd be able to kind of block out the pain, and you'd go through a couple of snaps where it felt like okay, and then you'd have one step and a push where you realized it was not okay. And all of a sudden, those muscles uh, remind you that all is not right with the world. He actually said the muscles were kind of shutting down, but I just kept going. I knew it was going to be one of those things that was pain and function. So as long as I could keep going on the sideline, I was going to stay in there. Yeah, that's Matthew Stafford, robo cop or transformer or something along those lines. If you don't root for this guy, something's wrong with you. Something is definitely wrong with you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. While we're talking about quarterbacks who were injured uh, or who were dealing with injuries, we did not see Jimmy Garoppolo. He's in concussion protocol. Uh, and we did not see Deshaun Watson. He was declared out with a shoulder injury on Sunday. Kenny Pickett started the game, but he was not in there at the end as the Steelers were in Houston. Steelers trailing by 10. 
Pickett goes shotgun with trips flexed right. That's the wide side. Pickett gets the snap. Four-man rush. He's back. Chased out of the pocket. He's hit. And down he goes at the 42-yard line on the sack by Jonathan Greenard. And Pickett is hurt, grabbing his left knee. Oh, man. Yeah, he did. Oh, my. Bill Hillgrove on Steelers Radio. And and this is a moment that's got a lot of Steelers fans, I'm sure, holding their collective breath. Um, he is, he's what, well, I wouldn't say he's, started out in any way that would indicate that he's the franchise quarterback in the hope of the future, la, la, la. Uh, but what I would say about Kenny Pickett is that he's gutsy and he's gritty and the the seeds have definitely been planted with him. And the speculation is potentially an MCL. Uh, don't really know a whole lot except that he will end up with an MRI on Monday. Mitch Trubisky goes in that, and remember it was Mitch who started the season in 22 they only had 18 passing yards the entire fourth quarter. And so this is a tough situation for not just uh, the offense, but also the Steelers as a whole. We're going to prepare like we always do. Um, obviously, I hate to see him go down like that. Uh, but you got to stay ready on the sidelines. So uh, not how we wanted to finish the game there, not how we wanted the game to go at all. But uh, we got to flush it, get back to work, and go get another one this week. Yeah. We'll talk more about the Texans side of that game because it's certainly important that they've won two in a row and that the uh, that the steadiness is there for that rookie quarterback, right? And so they're starting to make strides uh, among the rookie quarterbacks. The Houston Texans are definitely making some noise. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.